It's 2.30 in the morning, and you're in bed asleep. You're awakened by a breaking sound of glass crashing downstairs. You hear footsteps. You know in your heart there's an intruder in your house, and they're up to no good. And you realize you do not have a firearm. What weapon are you going to reach for to protect yourself and your family? We'll talk about that when we come back. Practical Prepping Podcast. We're helping everyday people become prepared for whatever emergencies come our way. Where gear is good, but knowledge is better because the more you know, the less you have to carry. We're your hosts, Mark and Krista Lawley. Well, hello and welcome to the podcast. We appreciate you being here with us today. And Krista's got a programming note here for us, some new things that are coming at Practical Prepping. Yes, we want to announce this before we jump into our podcast topic tonight. Starting on October the 10th, we're going to go to two regular episodes per week. We're going to drop a regular episode on Mondays and Thursdays. On the other three days of the week, we're going to start what we're calling Quick Tips. Quick tips will be many episodes that range from three to nine minutes, and they will focus on efficiency, cost savings, and new tips. Many of these will be prepping related, but we're going to pass along any really good tips that we get, and we invite you to email your tips to us that you might like to share with others. What are we talking about today? We're talking about protecting your family during an SHTF without firearms. This started with one of our listeners. She emailed us, and she is in the south of Sweden. Mm. And we do have an international audience. Yes, we do, and we're so thankful. And we appreciate every listener anywhere in the world. We're still trying to get Antarctica. If somebody's got a friend in Antarctica. There's got to be a weather station. There's got to be somebody (laughs) that can listen to us and give us all seven continents. Right. We have six right now, and... Last time I looked, we were up to 110 countries. That's amazing. And regular listeners in over 40 countries. We are so blessed and thankful. We are, and we appreciate every single one of you. But she brought up a good point, and that is that they are not allowed to have firearms. You know, a lot of listeners in several countries around the world live in countries where they're not permitted to have firearms. And there's a number of countries that are not allowed to have them. And there are a lot of folks in other countries that do have firearms that, for one reason or another, are not allowed to possess a firearm. So we got to thinking about it. What do you do when you live in a situation where you're not allowed to have that? And so as a law-abiding citizen, you're going to abide by that law, but you still have a right to defend yourself. What are you going to be able to use? And you have to think, you know, the type of SHTF situations Mm -hmm. are going to vary. Exactly. Now, it could be anything from total collapse where laws will likely not matter. And if that's the case, anybody will be able to get a gun if they can find one. Now, here's one of the problems in some of these countries where they're not allowed to have them. They're not as pervasive as they are in the United States And anyone who wants one in that situation will probably be able to pick one up in this country, but not so in a lot of other countries. If there is no availability, you're not picking one up. 
Right. And so that's one scenario of like total breakdown of society Mm -hmm. where you're pretty much on your own. Every household is on their own. But then we can back it down to what I indicated earlier was a simple home invasion. Which is much more likely than a total grid down SHTF. Right. But at that moment, that's the SHTF in your life. Yeah, the stuff just hit the fan. Sure did. We talked about that not being able to have a firearm or being prohibited. So what are some of the things that we can do? Now, first thing is keep your doors and windows locked. It's amazing how many burglaries of occupied or unoccupied dwellings occur because the doors are unlocked. Or the windows are unlocked, and people can actually enter through a Mm -hmm. first floor window or a second story if there's access in Mm -hmm. some way. Now, keep those doors and windows locked, and that includes the vehicle doors. Boy, don't I know this. (laughs) I had a car stolen out of my driveway. Why? The car was unlocked, and... Brainiac here left the keys in the ignition. In the driveway of the front door at my house, I was going to go in, grab a few things, got kind of short-stopped when I was in there. The next thing I know, my car's gone. Mm -hmm. We got it back, but lesson learned. And that was a nice car that they stole from you guys. We've had one burglarized because we left the doors unlocked one night, Mm -hmm. and it was burglarized. So now on my phone, there is a 9 p.m. alarm that goes off, and it is the lockup alarm. Yes. And it's when I get up, whatever we're doing, unless I know I have already done it, I will get up and I will go check the doors to make sure they are double locked. Because a lot of times we come in and we use that doorknob lock. Yeah. And I want to make sure. We use the deadbolt. We want the deadbolt as well. And if I don't know that a vehicle in the driveway is locked, I will take that clicker and I'll hold it up in the window and I'll click it and make sure it's locked. Yeah, because it beeps. Nine o'clock, you make sure that the doors and windows of your house are locked, not only the house, but also the vehicles. Exactly. Now, what are some things that we can do when we talk about being prepared to protect ourselves without firearms? Well, interestingly enough, being in shape, healthy and in shape, is one of the very best things you can do in a sense of preparedness, because if you're able-bodied, you're more likely to be able to either run and get help, or you're able to fend off Mm -hmm. certain attackers. Uh, Not everybody that breaks in or or intends you harm is in as good shape as you might need to be, and you might actually have the advantage by being in shape. You very well could. Now, let's start by doing an assessment of our home for threats. You know, and you might want to check out episode 19. This is our safety tips for your home and while you're out and about episode. This actually aired in February of 2021. If you want to go back and just listen to the entire podcast. And that particular podcast had three police officers and you sitting here. Exactly. There there was a couple husband and wife, Mm -hmm. and one is a deputy and the other is a police officer. And they were on the interview here with us. And between us, we've worked a lot of burglaries and a lot of things being stolen and a few home invasions between us. So 
that's a good one to go back and listen to. And what you want to do is identify the weak and vulnerable areas of your house. Yes, you might want to take a good look around the outside. Mm -hmm. Check to see if you've got large shrubbery up in front of the windows that might, at night, prevent anyone from being seen breaking into your window. Make sure that you've got garage doors closed. You'd be amazed how many times I've driven through a neighborhood at night and the garage doors are wide open. Oh, yeah. Working night shift, I would see them wide open at three and four in the morning. Just an invitation for someone to come and take their stuff. Yeah, they might not even have to come inside the house. They just take whatever's in the garage. Yeah. Now, here's a, a clue for some of you that have second floors. It's not an issue for us. This is single story, and we like not having steps as we're getting a little older and the bones don't feel as well as they used to. But don't provide a ladder to reach the second floor. Yes, be very aware if you're having any work done around your house, if there are painters that are using ladders, if there are roofers that have left anything that can be used like a ladder, this is going to be an invitation for someone to maybe use that ladder to go up to a second story. Yeah, and some folks just store their ladder laying down and leaned up against the house. Yeah, it's kind and of. And I've got one just like that right now. And isn't it back. isn't it true, Mark, that a, the majority of of home not home invasions but, but burglaries take place during the daytime when people are they, at work? They do, they do. So you you may not be home when your home is being invaded. So be aware, this is not always a nighttime time. No, when you're talking burglary, can't use the words to describe a burglar that I would, but it uh, starts with chicken, and um, you know they're they're a bunch of chicken poopies, chicken poopies, and um, <laughs> they are chicken. They really do not. Most of them do not want to encounter anyone. So if you can make your home look like a threat to them, make it look harder. Have beware of the dog sign, have alarms, things like that. And talking about some of the aspects of protection, those alarms are good while the power's on. Yeah. Which is most of the time, sure. unless we get to a grid down type situation. And those alarms are a deterrent and they give some warning. Now, if we're in an SHTF situation, a longer term, we can set up some trip alarms around our property. What do you mean by that? Well, it's things that you set up a trip wire, and when somebody trips it, it alerts you. Oh, I see what you mean, like a little like an invisible wire type of a thing, like a fishing line. Very, fishing line, line would work well, mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, you could even set up a driveway monitor several of those around to where those are electrical beams. But these things can be set up to, it doesn't matter if it comes in and it's attached to a cowbell, something to ring very loud. Or you can set something up to rattle when that is tripped. And I've seen them up to mouse traps taken and a hole drilled in it to fit a various size, well, to fit a shotgun shell. And then the shot taken out of that shotgun shell And the snapping of that mousetrap sets off a blank shotgun shell. Interesting. So not only does that give you warning that somebody's there, it gives you an idea of where they are, what part of the property, and it also gives them a little bit of pause. Did somebody just shoot at me? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that's some of the things that you could do. Another very effective alarm to have in your home and family would be a dog. 
doesn't even matter how big or small. A barking dog has proven to be one of the greatest deterrents because it simply means that there is an animal in there and I don't really know anything about it. And it's alerting somebody. Mm-hmm. Even if nobody's home, that dog is still going to bark when somebody's jiggling around the windows and doors. He is. But if he sticks his head inside that house and that dog's head is as big as his is, <laughs> that's a dog capable of protecting the family. I'll tell you something. I'm a whole lot more scared of some of these little bitty ones than I, I if now, if I were an intruder, I'd be, I'd need to be scared of all of them. Mm-hmm. But the size of the dog doesn't have anything to do with the ferocity of that no, dog. No, it's not. And chihuahuas made me start wearing boots when it came to law enforcement. <laughs> Ankle biters. Ankle biters. So, Okay. We're going to take a break to uh, announce some of our sponsors. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the weapons we can use to protect ourselves when we don't have firearms. Be right back. Jim Curtis Knives, handcrafted, unique, heirloom-quality knives and blades. These high-quality knives are available at reasonable prices, and they're made right here in Alabama. You can purchase a Jim Curtis knife one of two ways. First, you can design your own. Your blade style might be a 3-inch EDC knife, or perhaps a 4-inch skinning knife, a 6-inch Bowie knife, or a shape that you have always wanted. You can also pick your steel. Alabama Damascus makes a beautiful art quality knife or high carbon steel, which holds a very fine edge. You can pick your handles. They can be made from wood, bone, paracord, micarta, and there's lots of colors and options. Secondly, you could select a knife already pre-made by Jim Curtis. You can see some of the options posted on his Facebook page. Contact Jim Curtis and see what else he has available. All Jim Curtis knives come with a lifetime guarantee, lifetime sharpening, and two band-aids. Yes, they are that sharp. Jim Curtis knives. Find him on Facebook. He'll be linked in our show notes and on our website. I've built quite a few websites over the years for businesses we've owned or been involved with, so it made sense that I build a website when we were coming out with practical prepping for everyday people. So, I went to work and built a site, and it looked good for the 1990s. One of my daughters said simply, Dad, no. I had not stayed up on my website design skills, and apparently it showed. Is your website old and tired? Does it look dated? Is it easy to maneuver, easy to shop, easy to buy online? Maybe it's time to call ProLine Digital Group. Eric and his team stepped in and built a beautiful modern website that's easy to use, and it's scalable so it can grow as we grow. Get in touch with ProLine Digital Group today. There's a link on our website, or go to ProLineDigitalGroup.com. Well, welcome back. Now, the first weapon system that we're going to talk about is chemical weapons. Okay, something like pepper spray? Pepper spray, OC spray, Uh, Though I know that with me, if I'm hit with OC spray and and I have been sprayed Mm -hmm. in training, I can't open my eyes for 20 minutes. Yeah, it'll incapacitate you. It incapacitates me. But one of the things that you need to do is check the legality of this before. Because you have to have it before the stuff hits the fan 
But you need to check, is it legal for you to have it before the stuff hits the fan? See, I didn't know that pepper spray may not be legal in some areas. In some jurisdictions, it's not. I didn't know that. But you and I were talking about an idea today, and this is a little bit controversial, but I really do think it could probably work. And if you want to share that idea. A friend of mine and I were talking today about having wasp and hornet spray uh, at the ready because it is the type of pesticide that can spray out from as far away as 20 feet, generally in a singular stream. And in most cases, with most brands, when the stream hits an object or the intended target, it begins to swell and foam and enlarge. And so imagine if you had to spray somebody in the face that you wanted them to stop coming towards you. It certainly would be a very important deterrent. If it gets in their eyes, their nose, or their mouth, they're going to be very distracted and their eyes are going to burn, their face is going to be full of foam, and it might buy you some time to get to safety. Or to get to some of these weapons we're going to talk about in a minute. Exactly. We're going to talk about those, but... Do check that legality and and that wasp spray, it's controversial in prepping circles. Some folks say it works. Some folks say it doesn't work. Uh, I know I don't want to get sprayed in the eyes with it. I wouldn't want to get sprayed with any kind of insecticide. No. And, but there's better ones to be sprayed with if you're going, (laughs) if you're going to get sprayed. All right. Our next thing is electrical weapons. So I think here you're talking about a stun gun or a taser. Exactly. Tell us a little bit about these weapons. Some type of electric weapon that now a taser will just totally incapacitate somebody for five seconds. And that's the longest five seconds of your life when you're shot with a taser. Now, how far away does someone have to be for that to be effective? Most of the ones that the public will buy, you have to be in contact they are a contact Literally weapon. arm's length. You have to touch them with the weapon. Ah. Now, Taser, and there are a few other uh, electrical weapons companies that make these. If I remember correctly, the Taser cartridges come in a 16-foot, 21-foot, and 25-foot. So if I'm 24 feet from you, I can still shoot you with mine. Oh, okay. and, and it does well. And if you're not familiar with it, it shoots out little probes with tiny little micro wires on them. And then it delivers 50,000 volts. Yikes. And it's the longest five seconds of your life. He's been tased in training and not fun. No. Not fun at all. But nope. I'll take tasing over spraying. That's what he said. He said that the OC pepper spray was far worse of an experience. And most folks will agree with me. So, so. give us give us now the difference between a taser and a, and a classical stun gun. Usually the stun gun has two probes on it, and you have to touch somebody with it, and it has those two probes, two prongs. And the electrical charge goes between those two. So they have to be closer to you. They have to be close enough to touch you. Uh Now, you also have those on the front of a taser that we carry, the ones that have the projectiles. You can also drive stun with those. You can do it in contact or you can do it at a distance. I see. And in some places, these types of weapons are not legal. In some places, you can, civilian can own a taser. And as many as you want. Now, they're not that cheap. They're really not. Well, neither is a firearm. 
No, but uh, you can buy a lot of firearms cheaper than you can a taser. Oh, okay. Yeah. The ones we carry are about $900. Okay. Now, let's get to a little bit more of the fun part here. The improvised weapons. The improvised weapons. So what you got in mind for an improvised weapon? I've got in mind a surprise. Okay. Now, this is where you can use anything you can get your hands on. Okay. So you're talking about off-label purposes. Off-label purposes. <laughs> I'm thinking of a scene in one of the comedy movies where someone was instructed to pick up the cast iron pan mm-hmm. and just, you know, have a little come to Jesus moment mm-hmm. with a cast. Let me tell you something. You get slung with a cast iron pan, you're going down. You administer cast iron to the head and the fight's over. I, that, I'm telling you, that could be lethal. <laughs> but you can do this with pots, pans. You can do it with boiling water. Yeah, I've seen that if in the If soup is being made on the stove, you reach and grab that and throw it on the attacker. Or a cup of coffee or whatever. Any, anything yeah. like that. Exactly. Now, let's move to the funner stuff, the we, impact weapons. The impact weapon. You One that that comes to mind, you were telling me about granddaughter when she went to college. What did she have in her room for her weapon? Well, she was not allowed to carry a firearm in her dorm. Of course not. And you're not going to leave it in the car. So she carried her favorite softball bat. Ooh. So a baseball bat is a very good impact weapon to have to protect yourself. Would it be better to have an aluminum or a wood? Really won't matter. Oh, just a bat is a bat, right? A bat's a bat. she, She carried an aluminum. I like the wood because there's some things we're going to talk about in a minute we can do with a wooden bat that you can't do with an aluminum. Okay. And makes it really a wicked But I like the youth-sized, now I'm not talking little kids, but I'm talking 26 to 30-inch bat. Okay. Now, when I was playing baseball baseball and softball, I would use a 34 to a 36-inch bat. That's great for hitting a ball. But if I've got to go into combat for my life, I'd rather have a 26-inch bat. And why is that? It's just better for handling in close quarters. Oh, okay. And you can swing it in a shorter radius. And so I'm not hitting the bookcase when I'm trying to be hitting them. Oh, okay. So it's just a little bit better. And it's kind of the same idea as a nightstick. It's just bigger and fatter. I see. And so a nightstick or a baton is a very good thing for an impact weapon. You could use an axe handle. Oh, yeah. Okay. Buford Pusser did that. Oh, sure. Yeah. And I've seen some walking sticks. Oh, yes. These, these big hiking sticks. And I'm not talking a little drugstore cane. Yeah, I'm you're talking, talking an actual walking stick. Right. It's a little bit long, but you can do that. You can also cut like a three-foot wooden bar, and it can be wood or metal. You know, even a piece of pipe, yeah. perhaps. Three-foot piece of pipe would mm-hmm. not be bad. Now, you do keep a lock to keep your bicycle locked if you're going somewhere, don't you? Even yeah. though we don't have... Bicycles. I think, yeah, the bicycle lock on a chain is a. Yeah, you put you a lock on a two foot piece of chain and you swing that thing and that'll be deadly. Could be. You could use a pointed stick, a piece of trimmed branch, perhaps, use it almost like a spear. I'll tell you what, there was a lady that used to walk in my neighborhood and she walked with a golf club. Four. She had a big old putter and she walked and I asked her one day and I said, Are you walking to the to the golf course and she goes nope but i'm gonna swing in any biting dog that's coming my way and i thought well i hear that and she walked very faithfully with that golf club and i i admired her for that 
That would be a nice weapon to have. Now let's talk about some edged or bladed weapons. Yeah, now we're starting to draw more blood. Yeah, we're talking about this this could be used. I mean, it's a it's a purposeful thing to have a knife or a machete mm-hmm. or an axe. They're tools to be used for good purposes. Mm-hmm. But they can also be used to protect yourself. Exactly. If we're in a societal crushing event, we're in a grid down EMP flying alien zombie frogs. Like the, know, the end of the world as the we know it. End of the world <laughs> as we know it. Okay. Then we're without or have very little rule of law. Uh-huh. Then we're going to be able to do whatever it takes and we can build whatever it takes. Oh. Now, one of the things, and this is um, actually here we're talking about, this is a couple of weapons capable of massive destruction. Oh, okay. And one is take that wooden baseball bat, put some nails in it, sticking out about three inches, two or three inches, and wrap that baseball bat with barbed wire. Oh, like Negan did in The Walking Dead. Yes, Lucille. 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 For those of you that watch The Walking Dead, you'll know who Negan is, and you know who that bat used to do. But you know what? Remember, the the world had ended as they knew it, Mm -hmm. and he developed that weapon. And And it was very, very effective. Yeah. Now, here's one that people don't think about, and that's building a cat of nine tails. You know, this is an ancient weapon, Mm -hmm. actually. This is uh, something the Romans used, I believe. And they would use strips of leather. And in the end of those strips of leather, they would put bone or they would put rock. Pieces of metal. Today, we could use nails. Mm -hmm. We could use something like that. But, you know, you could also build this with paracord. You could. And take a piece of wooden handle and put you eight or nine of the pieces on there about three foot long. You know, you take six foot and double it. And now you've got it three and tape it on that handle where you could hold on to it. And then on the end of those pieces of paracord, at several, at somewhat varying lengths, and I'm talking all in the last, say, 10 inches of that piece of paracord, in that you vary the height of where you put a nut. You're talking about a piece of hardware? Piece, like a nut and bolt? Nut and bolt. Oh, yeah, like the little nut part. Yep. Put the nut on there. String Don't, it through there. And, and, and tie a good knot So in now it. you've got this little metal little edged piece. Yeah, I'm talking bigger edged. Yeah. But but and so if that's flung on your skin at mm-hmm. high speed, you're gonna hurt. You're gonna hurt and it could be deadly if it hits you in the head. Oh my goodness. So well, that could Yeah, you're talking about, you know, like I said, the end of the world, mm-hmm. grid down, society has collapsed. It's everybody's since, you know, everybody's their own sheriff now. You right. know, and so that's I see what you're saying there. The idea here is to get as mean as you can, as quick as you can, and get meaner as you go. That's very good advice. That is, if you want to stay alive. Remember, in an SHTF situation, that attacker does not value your life. They're going to be willing to kill you and take your stuff. And we don't want that to happen. You want to practice situational awareness. You want to get in shape. You want to be prepared if you don't have firearms or can't have firearms. Find these ways to have either non-lethal weapons or weapons that you're prepared to use that are not firearms. Or weapons that look rather benign. You know, it's not unusual to have a baseball bat in the house. 
Well, that would be for our grandkids. And I've also heard that some people carry baseball bats in the car. Let me give you a little piece of advice about that. Also put in a glove and a couple of baseballs. Not a bad idea. That way you're not viewed as being some sort of uh, lurking killer, Mm -hmm. you know, because if you have just a bat, that could be viewed wrongly. It could. Yeah. And you can pick up a glove and a couple of balls at a thrift store very cheaply. Absolutely. And throw those in the car. Mm -hmm. But that looks very, you know, mundane. Yeah. It looks very normal. It's not a normal looking thing. Wink. I think, you know, I think you all get what we're saying here. And so we want this to not raise alarms when other people see it. Exactly. But we want to have something available there. But if the whole thing goes south, then make what you want. Well, let's just hope that doesn't happen. We hope it doesn't happen. But if it does. You got to remember, stuff happens. You got to stay prepared. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Practical Prepping Podcast. If you would like to support us, you can buy us a cup of coffee or you can start your Amazon shopping from our links. Both are on the front of the website.